Hi there, I'm Father Matt Face. And I'm Amanda Vernon, and this is The Amanda Show. Ugh. I mean, this is the Father Matt and Amanda Show. Eh. Okay, this is We Should Pray. There you go. The podcast where we discuss how prayer transforms tragedy into comedy. Vanity, vanities. We should pray. We should pray. If life isn't what you imagined, mm-hmm. you're not alone. Absolutely. Because for a lot of people, life isn't what they imagined. In fact, for some of us, life is so much better. <laughs> and it's confusing because you weren't expecting it to be that great. Right. Or to last that long, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, like but I have a friend, yeah. But it's even better. Yeah, but okay. that could be problematic because you're not ready for it. <laughs> okay. Like, like uh, I have a friend who... Just one? Yeah, well, this particular friend, okay. she she said like, she just always pictured she would only live to be 21. So I don't know what, you, uh, you know, Yeah. some of us who have like trauma in her childhood we just think that like life is a life or death situation all of the time Mm -hmm. and so then we just only imagine like i probably won't live like very long Mm -hmm. i mean you kind of have that in the back of your mind but then you get to be 21 and you're like yay i'm still here what do i do now 22 what do i do yeah and so um that could be a problem i mean (laughs) well yeah i mean for integrating that yeah that's yeah like a problem to like accept the goodness that you weren't expecting right is that what you're picturing no that i I was was gonna say i was definitely picturing life being worse than someone imagined okay so if life isn't what you imagined and say you had a beautiful vision for yourself yeah and it hasn't happened right um what might that look like um no. <laughs> like say okay for me or no. like any, like hypothetical. <laughs> no, hypothetically, like okay. Yeah. okay. I think we we talked about some of this in advance. Yes. Like let's say um the you, like you, you always thought you would like grow up and fall in love and get married. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. You're like pushing 40 mm-hmm. still single. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Or like if um oh, if you got married young but now you realize that you're like you were missing out on say ever having an apartment all by yourself. <laughs> like that could be a scenario. Yeah. Or like when you get married, mm-hmm. that I've never heard this before, uh, and you're like, I, I for sure can change my spouse. Oh yeah. But yeah. now you're actually married to that spouse, and you see. Yeah. But what about if you get married? And you're like, yes, this person is perfect and they'll never change. <laughs> and then? They change. Yeah. Yeah. This is only works for like married people or single people. Yeah. Because everyone else. Yeah. No, like, okay. Say you're like a priest mm-hmm. and you get like the assignment you always wanted and it's not that great. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing or, at that. Yeah. I gave up everything for this. Or you get sent to Hawaii. Yeah. (laughs) See, that would... To the mission field. That would be miserable. Hawaii. (laughs) Please don't send me there. What about when you start working in ministry? Mm -hmm. 
And then it's not what you imagined. Working in ministry? Yeah, because you like end up working at a okay. parish How and you realize Well you re <laughs> you realize like the other people working in ministry with you are human. Ooh. Who to thunk? My dad would tell me when when uh, I remember when I was growing up, he mentioned like being like a teenager and mm -hmm. he went to New York City. Um and they did some kind of ministry, maybe it was like a choir trip or something like that. Okay. Um with his parish from Milwaukee, they traveled out there to New York. And he said, like, he met somebody who worked at the Archdiocese of New York. Ooh. And this person was telling him, like, I don't pray. He's like, I just don't really have time to pray. And uh, my dad, I think that was for my dad, maybe one of the first times he realized, like, oh, this is just because you work for the church doesn't mean that you pray are, are or. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Any ministry examples? Um, too many. Are they secret? <laughs> Tell us one. Um, oh man. Um, too many. No, there, there, there's too many to think about. <laughs> okay, so maybe we'll come back yeah. to you. You know how I always come back to. Yeah, just like last episode when you started to tell a story, and like for dramatic effect, you're like then. I'll come back to that. Well, it wasn't really for dramatic effect. It was just that, like, are you, are you I suggesting no, it wasn't I think for dramatic effect? that it's better <laughs> to stop the story for drama. a while. Yeah, and then maybe come back. Yeah, which we did last episode. We didn't come back. Ah, but you told me that we were going to do that, as though, Bring like, as if you Eastern. know me. Bring back the Middle Eastern restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so, what happened with you and the old lady? And but now, if I tell food. that story now, we're stopping our train of thought over here. So I like it, and I will. You already stopped. Okay, it. so we were in the middle. I was in the Middle Eastern restaurant talking to the lady who I hadn't met, but we were sharing a table because why not be friends? And um, and she was asking me about the crucifix on the wall in the Catholic mm -hmm. Church, and she's like, "Isn't this gruesome?" Because she didn't grow up with Catholicism, and I said, "Yes." But then I did continue mm -hmm. in the moment. With her, I continued. I said, yeah, well, the difference really depends on whether you believe in the resurrection. Because the, the resurrection changes the story. So then the the more that you, that you can display the suffering, uh, more that you can communicate that, then the greater the work of the resurrection that you're able to, like, see it and re realize, like, wow, like what Jesus went through and then how he triumphed mm -hmm. um, for us all. And so she was just like, okay, that makes sense. And anyway, so that had, that was a story. It's um, a nice story. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know how it connected with last week's. I don't really know how it connects with this week. Do you? Yeah. Um, Providence. I mean, oh, cause we, okay. Last in last episode, we were talking about Providence. Right. Okay. Which ties into this week. Absolutely, it does. Because if we have this certain um, image of like what our life is going to be like, and and yet God's providence is supreme, then like we're not going to be able to imagine what God has in store for us. Exactly. And so how does that connect with the crucifix? Because um, what what you just see with the crucifix is gruesome. Oh, 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 and you don't expect. Yeah. You don't expect more to the story because, like, logically, that's the end of the story. It's a sad ending. Yeah. There he is, dead. That's no bueno. But for the, wow. That, good job bringing that back around. 
Oh, I feel kind of nervous that we're like just telling the end of stories like this. <laughs> um, okay. It's good. I'm going to change worry. the subject. I'm going to go back to the former subject. Yeah. Ministry. Mm-hmm. People will disappoint you. Yes. Um, let's say it this way. People are not going to be what you expect them to be yes. in ministry. Like if you're watching this and you're like, how do you guys do ministry full time? What's it like? Well, it's not going to be like what you expect. Absolutely, it's not. It's going to be so, so much better. Yeah, yes. And worse. <laughs> I, I worked at a conference. I'm going to say the name of the conference. I worked at a conference that we both were very familiar with. Yeah, that's not uh, <laughs> revealing any specific conference. Okay. Well done. It was, it was a conference that I, uh, let's say, knew of yeah. as a teen. And... Um, and then I was invited to like work on the staff. So it was so cool because So like working on the staff of a conference that you'd gone to yourself before. Right. Well yeah. I didn't want to like give away exactly what conference. No, I mean it was. I mean like hypothetically, I'm just setting the stage. Okay, yeah, thanks. And so then they so they asked me to be on this the team, but I was I was so young. I was on each of the speaking teams that I was part of. I was the youngest. Oh, wow. Um, I was usually the only person of color, one of the only women. Um, so the demographics were pretty different between me and like these more middle-aged men. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just remember it felt really competitive and I was like, I thought that we were all on the same team. Oh yeah. But like, for instance, I'm going to vent a little. Okay. Okay. So there was this one, there was this one, uh, person who came up to me and I couldn't tell whether she was being like sarcastic or whether she really meant it. But she said to me, like she was part of the team and I was, I was done singing. She's like, it must be kind of really hard to be part of this. And I was like, why is that? She's like, cause you're really good. And I'm like, oh. what is, oh. and then she was like, no, look around. Like how many, how many people here are like actually really good? Like at music, how many? And I was like, oh. um, well, and I could, like, Are you recording me? I didn't know what to say. <laughs> like, the, I don't know. But two of us, you and me. That- <laughs> but then, okay, okay, then then there's this one um, be- situation where, like, I, again, I was, like, 20, maybe 21. Um, I went up on the stage when they introduced me, mm-hmm. and the Depend students... <laughs> Versus just running out ahead of time Which when it's not my time to talk. Is never a thing you've done at a conference. <laughs> totally. Listen, is. you're changing the story. Yeah, sorry, keep going. Back to the unnamed conference that I was at where they introduced me and then I went onto the stage. Perfect. Great and so, so far. the audience of teenagers stood to clap and cheer, standing yeah. ovation, right? Then when I like went back to rejoin the other speakers, the woman next to me says, she says, like, she's next to me, and then there's a priest on the other side. She turns to him and says, they didn't give me a standing ovation when I went up there. Ugh. And he said, that's because. What? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> he said, that's because. Uh... She's from Michigan to me, oh. about me. He's like, she's from Michigan, and most of these kids are from Michigan, so they're really cheering for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. This is about Michigan now? Yeah. Fine, I went because I'm from Michigan and you're not. Yeah. So. Well, for a moment there, I thought he was going to be like, well, that's because she's better than you. <laughs> so that would have been worse. <laughs> well, it's bad either Don't way. Don't bring Michigan into this. Yeah. It's bad either way. And like, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Well, that's that's a particular level of <sighs> pettiness. 
yeah. mean, yeah. Not that I was also or ever am competitive as well. No, you have always been the most neutrally competitive. <laughs> neutrally competitive? <laughs> yeah. I was trying to, I mean, how... It sounds like one of these surveys I just took, like, on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> rate your competitiveness, and there's, like, a neutral <laughs> option. Does not apply. Okay, so I realize that the title of this is If Life Isn't What You Imagined, and mm-hmm. everything that we talked about is relationships. Mm-hmm. But that's all that I want to talk about. It's just relationships. Is there anything more to life than relationships? From your point of view? No, just no. like in general. Yes. Like what? Like food. <laughs> okay. That can enhance the relationships. What? Or the relationships can enhance the food. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're Syrian anyway. <laughs> like me. Awesome. <laughs> Got to find an excuse to get together for food. Yeah, exactly. All right, you're my third, fourth, fifth cousin once removed. <laughs> What's he? Come on over to Grandma's. <laughs> Get some some food going. I mean, I guess there's like other work that doesn't have to do with humans. I don't know. I I guess I guess what I'm saying is let's keep talking about relationships. <laughs> I don't think we have a choice. Okay, great. So I um I learned something sad recently. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I just wanted sad. to share. Yeah, I mean, you know, I try not to just stay in the sadness okay. and I try to like move on and grow from there, like what we're doing in this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought first I would introduce the sadness. Uh, have you ever heard of Hannah Montana? Uh, um, I have heard of Hannah Montana. I thought that Hannah Montana was a real. Uh, um. <laughs> hold I, on, hold on. <laughs> I I really when you say real, yeah. Like you thought it was a you real know how TV like, show. You know how like you say like is there a phrase about like how this story is true based on real? Some events. of it actually happened. Okay, yeah. I thought it was like that. I thought it was a true. I'm gonna start crying <laughs> because it wasn't. This is so you're so I crestfallen. Thought, I thought it was a true story. About Hannah Montana. Yeah, like, I thought what she represented in the show was true. Like, So you, she, you thought this when you were 12? Well, yeah. Until but, like, I didn't stop thinking it. <laughs> okay. Until when? <laughs> well, like, at the time of this filming, you mean? Okay, so, like, you were today years old. Like, a month ago. Okay. I would say... Because one of my friends, uh, she's a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just because they talk with you doesn't mean they're your friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. She's my friend first, okay, okay. who happens to be a therapist. I wasn't in a therapy session. At least I didn't think I was. <laughs> and so we were taking a road trip, actually. Okay, and then I, I mentioned how I always, you know, I want to have like my life on the road and then like my life... At home, and I, I, I preferred for those to be like separate. As far as like, I don't bring like the drama of like tour life and all of the ensuing emotion like with me into my home because my home is like quiet and peaceful. And she's like, "Oh, you thought you'd be like Hannah Montana?" And I was like, "Wait." <laughs> and then yes. all of a sudden, I realized she was saying that Hannah Montana is not true. It's not a real story. Right. 
That's so sad because I, first of all, she has the wig. She changes her wig and people don't know it's her. She goes from having brown hair as Miley Cyrus to having blonde hair as Hannah Montana. And nobody knows except the people she specifically tells. Yeah. And so, and like, I mean, Clark Kent does it too. Like, sunglasses. No, with, like with, all he does is put the glasses on and people don't recognize it's him. So when I was younger, I heard about a pen name. No, hold it? on. What? Do you, I don't want to burst any bubbles. What? Superman's not real. But the premise, <laughs> you, you, listen to me. Hold on. Listen, you, you the know premise, that, right? no, the premise it's of him wearing glasses, you know the that. premise of him wearing glasses. Okay. And having people not recognize him because he's wearing glasses. Yeah. That's the part I'm concerned about. Okay, which is Could the that thing happen? That, that fans pick apart the most. But yeah, okay, yeah, sorry, keep going. Okay, another wig, example. Yeah. Another example is a pen name. Like, like this is your author name. Right. And so when I was younger, <laughs> I thought like, I was like, okay, if I'm ever an author someday, I could have a pen name. Like, people wouldn't know it's me writing that because right. I'm writing under this the different name. The internet wasn't fully developed yet at this point. Okay, right, well, so then I was like... <laughs> I guess I applied that to like if you have a different name on stage and then your your legal name is different, people won't be able to tell that it's you. Yeah. But I forgot it's like they weren't seeing the person. <laughs> yeah, because on a book it's reading, <laughs> but on stage it's yeah. And like there actually there have been like several times, well, at least three times in particular that I can remember that I was at the doctor's office and my legal name, am I allowed to say what my legal name is? <laughs> okay. Let me consult the lawyers. Okay, so my legal name is my married name. Which right. And, and so I keep my stage name as Amanda Vernon for like all of my professional work. So I thought my thinking was, if when I grow up someday, if I am famous... People won't know if I like have a different name on stage. It's like Hannah Montana's wig. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> the difference between a, a blonde wig with dark highlights and a brown <laughs> wig with blonde highlights. I mean, it's it's really. I mean, who can tell? Or like the difference between a different name. Yeah. So I <laughs> get to the, so like in the doctor's office. I remember this has happened. What about HIPAA? Okay, I don't even know. They're like, <laughs> they're like. Writing down my name, my, you know, not famous, regular person name. And then they look up and they're like, oh, have I seen you on TV? This literally happened to me. Yeah. And I was like, did you check famous. the name on there? Have you ever heard of that name? How could you have seen me on TV? <laughs> yeah, because no one else in the world is aware of stage names. I, I didn't. Okay. Can we please play <laughs> the Hannah Montana theme song so that you I can show you? What I mean by like, this is how what I grew up no with, and this is what impacted how I imagined that life would be. Okay. This looks like fun. Yeah. It's from a specific era. <laughs> Look, she's got like lights, stage. That's what I. Ha that's what I've experienced yeah. on stage. Yeah. But then her friends, they don't know. No one ever discovers. You hear her say that? So, like, Eve, wait. I was not a follower of the show. No, like, her friends didn't know she was famous? They knew once she told them. Listen. The best of both worlds. Why not? This is great. She was Miley Cyrus. But then she's Hannah Montana. So she gets to be at home. 
But it's and then mix it together. She says what? Okay, this was like the theme song of my childhood. <laughs> this is like set the tone. Yeah. For my dreams of like, if I'm gonna be famous, I could do it this way. Mm-hmm. Because then, see, your home life is intact. You don't have to lose that just because you had like the lights and mm-hmm. the recognition and stuff. Yeah, I think. Um, <clears throat> I think there's a condition of that where, <laughs> where you're separating major parts of your life shoving them into boxes and not letting no, them no. inform this, each other <laughs> chastity is the successful integration <laughs> listen this, okay one more example right okay um that when i sang for the green bay packers which we've talked about quite a bit on you this talk show about we could talk about it again much as um they they were like uh, like the pyrotechnicians we worked with, they were like, now that you've sung for Monday Night Football, you could sing like for other teams as well. Like, mm-hmm. would you like us to, you know, connect you with oh, them? Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm I'm here because of my home life. I'm here because of, like, I'm not here professionally. <laughs> I'm here because my parents love the Packers. I grew up loving the Packers. Yeah. It's just what I do with my family. And I'm using, yes, I'm leaning on my profession for a second so that I can come sing here. But this is not about yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> advancing my career. Okay, this is about the Packers. Aside from the Packers piece, that's really sweet. Really? Yeah. You're mocking you, me. No. Well, I mean the Packers, yes. But yes. no. And, and you got to hook the family up with the nice. Um, that's why I wanted to do it. seating. Yeah. Because like, it's their, it's the their dream. <laughs> it's my dream because it's their dream. Yeah, like it's for them. And, and it happened. Because you could sing, because you were on stage. But that's coincidental. No, that's (laughs) the opposite of your premise. It was an investment by your dad that paid off. (laughs) Yeah, your dad was was exactly how your dad saw it happening. I want one of my kids to sing at Monday Night Football so that. So I could get the, what are those seats called? Press box. Press box. That happened to him twice because I sing twice. Oh, that was a really nice view. Yeah, so that's a great <laughs> counterexample to everything that you just said. Yeah. We should pray. We should pray. I I have an idea of what this prayer is going to be like. Do you? <laughs> you have no idea what this prayer is. You know when you get I me, have an idea. It's yeah. my own idea. When you uh when you um, tasked me with picking up a, a prayer and not telling you for for this one. Yeah. Given the episode title, if life isn't what you imagined, mm-hmm. this prayer from uh, our uh, directory of devotional prayers um, <sighs> came to mind. Not at first, which I think is the point. Okay. Um, so I, I I've when I pray this prayer, and as we pray this prayer, I invite uh, those listening to to enter into this prayer, um, maybe from a place of confidence to say these words, but if it's more often like me, uh, a place of like crying out and um, demanding that the Lord grant these things that we're praying for. Demanding? Yeah. That's something I could do. All right. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You are my Lord and my God. Command. Here I am, ready to do anything to obey you. Call, and I will answer. Inspire, and I will act. Reveal your divine will to me, and I will do it. All for love. 
because you are a God of love. And by love, you reign in faithful hearts and exercise your powerful dominion here. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You tricked me. You didn't tell me it was going to be all surrendery like that. A prayer for a spirit of obedience. I had to work really hard not to cry and ruin my mascara. I'm a little tiny bit. Um, have you ever heard of the Amanda show? Is that what this is? <laughs> the what show? The Amanda show. Yeah, that's what this is, right? Well, um, well, I'm thinking of the original Amanda show with Amanda Bynes on ah, Nickelodeon. Yes. Yes. Love it. That's all that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I would like to play in a moment, play uh, the, the theme song so we can relive. I imagine you would. <laughs> we could um, relive <laughs> the the glory of that particular piece of music. Um, but also um, going back to the conference scenario, which was so much different than I imagined it being mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I thought like we were all going to be like, yes, let's talk about Jesus and support each other, which for the most part it was, but then there were these like, Parts Moments, that were nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the, some of the feedback that I got um, <laughs> from my involvement in the, in the conference was like very scathing. We talked about being scathed recently yeah. in an episode. It's quite scathing. Um, but one of the, <laughs> one of the, like, no, because people would say like anonymous feedback about their, cohorts in, in the on the from team the attendees from, the, from your team no members. no from my team members no the attendees seemed to love it like i yeah. gave a concert in the middle of the afternoon and they had options whether to go play basketball or do other things and and the 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 gymnasium was full packed yeah and so they, i remember somebody else who worked there saying like this never happens like you don't get all it's of the on teams free time. You don't get on free people. time and yet they were <laughs> my album sold out like they were responding mm-hmm my colleagues, on the other hand, loved it too. Um, not as much, oh. and so they like wrote anonymous feedback about me as one of the members of the team. But one of the, I think it's I don't know I I can't tell whether it's a critique. I think if you say it, we'll be able to know. They said it feels like the Amanda Show, <laughs> and I was like, I love that show. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm like ninety five percent sure that wasn't a compliment. So let's let's just, let's let's listen to the theme song just to just to reminisce um, on a great song. <laughs> so I um. I talked. So you like that? Well, I like the show. That surprises yeah. me. Yeah, and I talked to uh, to like the 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 conference coordinator, and I said, "Hey, can we talk through this feedback that I've gotten? Because it's not really positive. Most of it, besides the Amanda show part." And then he <laughs> said to me, "He's like, but he was he was really sincere and really helpful." And he said, "He's like, you know, he's like a lot of this criticism is going to be your greatest strength. So mm. just." No, no, that like it might not feel good right now, but um, eventually this this is gonna be like good for you. The things that they're saying. Say more about that. Um, 
Like, well, he was saying, I think uh, some of the other feedback I'm thinking was like, that I didn't really seem to know like what was going on at the conference, for instance, or I was great at the music, but not so great at like telling kids what to do with their lives. So it was spot on. (laughs) (laughs) And my point is, I think he was right because they said it's kind of like the Amanda show. And look at us now. Look at us now. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. If life isn't what you imagined. Hopefully it's not what we imagined. What about if Jesus isn't what you imagined? Jesus is definitely not what we imagined. Like just us because we live 2,000 years after he was walking. I mean, that's a part of it, right? You know, around. we have to do so many um like mental gymnastics to to put ourselves in this in the um, parables and in in the situations, which is good. I'm not I'm not knocking that, but but those are steps as as people living now. Mm-hmm. We do have to make those those extra connections and things. Um, but certainly, at the time, he was not what people expected. You know that uh, one of my favorite titles for Christ is mm-hmm. is the long awaited Messiah. Right, and the, the the people of Israel have been waiting for the Messiah for generations, and he comes, and they're like, "That's not what we were waiting for," <laughs> you know. I mean, that's that's so often the response, and especially with like the scribes and the Pharisees, because they have such an image of what the Messiah needs to be, mm-hmm. and uh, the Messiah needs to be someone who fixes my problems, or right, like fits in my box, or like a. Um- they were expect expecting like a political right exactly leader. Be- because of the time when the Romans mm-hmm. occupying Jerusalem, like well obviously the Messiah is the one who's going to kick out the Romans, mm-hmm. um, and and Jesus was not those things, um, but he was what the Messiah was always meant to be, the Savior, right, God with us, there to uh, to redeem his people lift them out of uh, their suffering and sorrow mm-hmm. and uh, bring them to the promised land, heaven. And he does that, right? But not in the ways and not the things that many of the people were expecting or wanting or, or demanding. Mm-hmm. I think it, one of my favorite examples too is uh, in like, I forget exactly what the time period is, 70s-ish or something. There was the the Jesus Seminar, which was a bunch of, uh, scripture scholars. Okay, okay. You mean like 1970s? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not like the 70s. I was thinking like 70, 80. No, no. Okay. 19... Fast forward. 70-ish, maybe, give or take a decade. Okay. Hippies. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And um, all these scripture scholars come together and they're like, all right, let's discover who like the historical Jesus is like through really digging into the gospels and figuring out like what, what was added later for this particular community and how can we parse these pieces out? Historical. Yeah. That's what they're trying to find. Yeah. Okay. It's like, who was this Jesus who was walking and who, whom the gospels is written about. Mm -hmm. So uh, about whom the gospels are written. Um, And long story short, each of them like distills Jesus into their own image, um. right? Like the things that are most important to that person, like 
these are the true parts of the historical Jesus and the other parts like added on or whatever. Um, and it happens like consistently throughout these different, um, throughout the people at, at the so seminar. So like one would be like, he was really there for justice and yeah. to bring. Yeah. And like, you know, he was a great moral teacher and that was this, like that was the most mm -hmm. important thing. And like, and like that was because when you look at their like, those are the things that are most important to that person. Okay. But somebody else <clears throat> would say like he came like for forgiveness. Yeah. Or, like a different aspect. Mm-hmm. Even though they were trying to just take a historical standpoint and not like try to moralize it according, like un from their point of view, they were trying to make it like right, exactly. unbiased. Yeah, they're trying to make an unbiased like presentation of who Jesus is. And yet each of them was still merely what they could imagine Jesus to be. Okay. Um, now, I mean, that's a gross oversimplification of that, that whole process. But, um, but that's always stuck with me, that sense of like we do that consistently i do that you know like i have this image for who jesus is how merciful he is what he's going to forgive or how much he loves mm -hmm. um and those are helpful but for my own self like i they always fall short of how much god actually loves of what christ has actually done to forgive me um, of how deeply Jesus really does love me, right? All of those things I have these images for and are constantly realizing, oh, I'm, I'm wrong. Like, it's more. It's more. I think even that makes, that lines up even with stories of Jesus's best friends, those who are closest to him. Yeah. They're constantly like, what are you doing now? And he's like, don't you know me? Yeah. How how do we we don't know where you're going? Like mm -hmm. how 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 can we know the way? He's like, didn't I tell you? <laughs> I am the way and the truth and the life. And I'm sure after that they're like, that doesn't answer our okay, question. Where again? <laughs> so I I guess then you're in good company if you feel like that. Yeah. Because you could be. The apostles aren't bad company to be in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying it doesn't mean that you're not close. To Jesus or that you're not aware of him mm -hmm. if he's leaving you um, baffled right right because he's no because no one can imagine the depths of his love right exactly yeah yeah and that's something I know we've we've talked about in episodes past but God is always going to be more than we can imagine always more than we presume him to be uh, and what a phenomenal blessing because if if God was limited by what we thought of him, he wouldn't be God. He'd be us. Yeah, well said. I, I'd i like to wrap up this episode. Uh, David, how do you think we're doing? Do you? I, I, I think I'm just looking for some applause, actually, um, since I'm not out being Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. There you go. Thanks. I'm sure everyone who's listening is also <laughs> clapping for you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to take that as a sincere compliment Amanda, from you. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. I'd like to end with a quote from Amanda Bynes. Okay. In one of my. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, a false uh, start. There. I will take. <laughs> but, you know. I'm excited about I'll that take quote. It okay. <laughs> Somebody actually responded to one of my stories on Instagram the other day with like the little applause emoji. And then she said, oh, sorry, accident. I'm like, I'm going to take it. That counts. <laughs> it counts. 
I will accept your accidental applause. <laughs> so Amanda Bynes is in this movie called What a Girl Wants. It's one of my favorite movies. And uh, she has this quote that I think suits this topic and sums up what I would like to say. Like if I were on the Amanda show. <laughs> Here's your opportunity. You're one and only. <laughs> the truth is, sometimes things aren't exactly what you always imagined. They're even better. Thank you to all those who support uh, us here as Amanda Vernon patrons. Have you thought like maybe, maybe you'd like to become an Amanda Vernon patron? You can check it out at amandavernon.com slash patron and uh, see all the great rewards that they have, all the different things uh, that's offered songs and scripture reflections and um, other and things. Podcasts that <laughs> podcast. will continue to be. Exactly. Thank you so much to the Congregation of Holy Cross for allowing this podcast to continue to be by sending Father Matt to us. Um, and thank you being here. You're welcome. Would you give us your blessing? Absolutely. May Almighty God bless you in what you expect and especially in what you do not expect. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. <laughs>